Hello, everybody. Controversy sets up intimate and deep conversations that captivate any listener. Coming up today on Connor's Controversial Conversation, we will be discussing zoos. In recent news, sparking since the death of Harambe, people have had controversial views of the way some zoos treat their animals. So the main question we'll be looking at today is, are zoos ethical? Welcome to Connor's Controversial Conversation. Are zoos ethical? I actually thought of this question as I was as I wandered through the San Francisco Zoo earlier this year. As I walked through and passed by a snow leopard, I first learned about them in a new documentary that I also watched earlier this year called Planet Earth 2, and I was amazed at the solitude of snow leopards, which are known to have territories up to 80 square miles. So I started to think to myself, is this ethical? Is this right? Is this hurting the animal? I did some research to find out. It turns out snow leopards are a very endangered species and face poaching by farmers who believe they eat their livestock in the mountains of China. In fact, by the 1980s, they were almost extinct. To change, to change this and influence the population of snow leopards, many zoos, including the San Francisco Zoo, have developed snow leopard breeding programs in their zoos to stabilize, to sta- to stabilize the population and keep healthy snow leopards in captivity. Since 1990, the San Francisco Zoo has helped breed 30 snow leopards and has one of the best breeding programs in the world for these amazing animals. A lot of the time we see animals and feel bad for them in their small habitat in the zoo. But actually, most of the time, if it is a large, fairly large and municipal zoo, meaning owned by the city, the zoos are solely doing it for conservation purposes. Wildlife conversation is the practice of protecting animal species and their habitats, and it is used all over the world in thousands of zoos. Depending on your point of view, zoos are either sanctuaries for education, for entertainment, or they're unnecessary prisons for the animals. While some people argue that zoos play an important role in in conservation and research, others counter that they do more harm than good. Previously, zoos captured most of their animals directly from the wild. However, now, many, many of them get the animals through captive breeding programs from other zoos. Some breeding of these breeding programs also help to restore threatened species, like the snow leopards. Um, zoos also present an opportunity for scientists to conduct research. Beyond the positive impact zoos try to have on animals, they often affect the people visiting as well. Zoos don't just entertain, they also aim to educate. With a variety of programs geared toward children and adults, zoos teach people about the needs of animals and the importance of conservation. And if people get excited enough, the thinking goes that they'll be more inclined to donate money to conservation efforts. However, more people are worried about how zoos affect animals than people. There is always this one statement brought up in this conversation. Wild animals are meant to be wild. Although zoos have changed dramatically in the past hundreds of years, um, gone are the old steel bar enclosures and cold cement cages. Most zoos these days use natural looking barriers and realistic habitats to enclose their animals. 
However, there are still some zoos today that get away with the shady business that is horrible for animals. For instance, about a decade ago, there was news of an elephant in this Alaskan zoo named Maggie. She had been in the news because many were arguing she was in an abusive and unsafe condition. Until the Alaska Zoo finally caved in to public pressure in 2007, Maggie was forced to spend days on end in a small indoor enclosure because of the cold outside temperature. This brought a lot of, uh, a lot of protesters against zoos and makes, makes them think that they aren't helping animals at all. If Maggie and her captive compatriots lived in the wild, they would wander as much as 30 miles a day, much like the snow leopard we talked about earlier. And Maggie's story is just one of many. There are other stories that we don't have enough time to go into detail today, but I will bring them up quickly so you can do research on your own. Zebras at the National Zoo in Washington, D.C. starved to death a few years ago because of their insufficient and incorrect food methods. Also, um, the same zoo's red pandas died after ingesting rat poison. And while many zoos, like those in the United States, are supposed to at least meet the minimum requirements spelled out in the documents like the Animal Welfare Act, standards aren't always adequate or enforced. It is a toss-up toss up whether zoos are good or bad for animals today. As we talked about, it depends a lot on what zoo you're talking about, and it also depends on whether you're referring to the well-being of a single animal living in a zoo or an animal a thousand miles away benefiting from the zoo's research and conservation efforts. The snow leopard would likely tell you that zoos are great. However, Maggie the elephant might respond to you by slapping you with her trunk. Thanks for listening, and be ready for next week's new topic on Connor's controversial conversation. Thank you.